Maybe you have some chocolate left over from Valentine's Day, or you've picked some up when it went on sale the day after. Good move. Well, go grab a piece right now if you have one, because for the rest of the hour, we're talking about how chocolate makes you feel. And no, 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 I'm not talking about loved or happy, but the actual physics of how it feels in your mouth, because that's part of the secret of enjoying chocolate, isn't it? Joining me now is Dr. Anwesha Stocker. She's a professor of colloids and surfaces at the University of Leeds in Leeds, UK. Her group recently wrote about this phenomenon in the journal ACS, Applied Materials and Interfaces. Welcome to Science Friday. Thank you so much, Ira, for having me. You're welcome. Now, I know your team developed a sort of artificial tongue, not, not so much to taste the samples, but to investigate the feel of the food. Exactly, to understand the friction, what happens in the mouth, much more from a textural perspective. And why is that important? So, you know, most of the aversion for food, if you think of or liking, actually comes from texture, which is much, much less studied. Uh, we always say about taste, but food is much more than that. Uh, so we developed this tongue to really understand the physics, what goes on in the mouth when you rub a food against the surface, and chocolate happens to be the fun material to work with. <laughs> All right, let's get right into that. If I take a bite of chocolate, what's going on with the chocolate in my mouth? With the premium chocolates, what do you do? So you just don't chew, chew, chew. You, you put it in your mouth, either you lick it against your tongue, like appreciate the feel, and then gradually and gradually it starts melting in your mouth. So it's a face change material, so it melts in your mouth. But this whole process happens in a couple of seconds, uh, so what we did in our study was to understand this process, to dissect this few seconds into exactly what happens in the mouth. So when you put the chocolate in your mouth, when you rub it against your tongue, when it melts, when it mixes with saliva, what are the exact things that goes on? And why, for example, fat matters, does it matter, uh, the content of fat and so on. Well, tell us, what, what, what did you find happening? What happens? Take us through the, the steps of what's going on in your mouth with the initial feel and then uh, the melting and so on. So, so what we did is we, we took dark chocolate as a model uh, and then uh, with different fat content. Uh, and then we rubbed it against this artificial tongue. And what we realized was very interesting. So when you take the chocolate in your mouth, which is the first step, that is where it matters the most, the calorie content that we see there is a very interesting difference in friction between a 70% fat chocolate versus a 90% fat chocolate. But after that, when it has started melting and mixing with saliva, it's actually saliva drives the game. So you don't see so much of the calorie content affecting. Of course, you need those fat to create the feel, but it matters less as compared to the initial touch. Hmm. So if I wanted to optimize that silky feel, would I front load the fat content into the surface of the piece? In principle, yes, exactly. So there it matters way more to think about the silky mouthfeel, to think about the right texture, what you crave for. Uh, whereas in the body, it matters less as uh, maybe the protagonist there is much more saliva driven rather than the fat driven. Now, I know that you did not invent a new chocolate. You, your work was done using off-the-shelf chocolate samples from the store. But how easy would it be to engineer a chocolate with the properties that you would like? Is it as simple as 
have a low-fat piece, then dip it in a shell of fattier stuff? Or how difficult is it? Yeah, that will be the obvious one, isn't it? To create a clear kind of material. But you know, if you if you look at the history of chocolate making, it will be difficult because it is made from cocoa beans and stuff and a lot of flavoring material come in that picture. But if you see how food manufacturing is evolving, we have 3D printing now. So there are a lot of things that's going on in terms of the technology. So imagine a situation where we are printing our chocolate in the way we want at our home. So that is the kind of, uh, you know, utopia, it seems like at the moment, but it's not. Like in, in few years down the line, we will have that. And we have that actually in manufacturing in many countries. The other thing to think about is that there are also a lot of chocolates which are not made with cocoa butter, like composites and compound fat, vegetable fat, and so on, where we can make a lot of changes in the process to make those kind of chocolate, which has a much more outer surface layer of fat versus inner. But again, I want to stress, we ne did not make a chocolate. Uh, so it <laughs> would be an interesting challenge to take, of course. I'm Ira Plato, and this is Science Friday from WNYC Studios. If mouthfeel, as you talk about it, if the texture is so important for that first bite of food, does your tongue know this? Uh, is it especially equipped to feel the texture as well as taste it? So this is very interesting, you know. So if you think of the tongue, it's, it's a muscular material, but it has a lot of features. Uh, and if I make it very simple, you have a fungiform papillae, which contains taste part, and the filiform papillae, which does not contain any taste part. And they are much more numerous in the number. So these features in the, in the mouth, they are just there for, for speech and for friction and for detecting texture. So how cool is that? That is cool. So I think a lot of... And studies needs to be there in this area to understand texture and how does texture contribute to liking of food. Uh, we know it, it does contribute to disliking. People don't like, you know, mushy material, for example. It's all linked to texture rather than rather than taste. It can still be sweet, but the texture matters. Are, are there other foods that this research applies to as well? So we said it will definitely, the mechanisms which we propose will apply to face change materials like, like ice cream, like uh, cheese and so on. Uh, but we need more work to understand whether it can be applied to other section of food, which is non-face change material as well. But at the moment, we have only looked at face change material like chocolate or ice cream, which contains some amount of uh, fat as a key ingredient. That's crazy to learn that most of the papillae in the tongue have no taste buds, but are are there for touch. So if we know this now, and our listeners have that piece of chocolate that I asked them to get, and they want to try this for science, how should they taste their chocolate sample? So they should taste their chocolate sample like the way it is, but just close your eyes and don't think about sweetness, please. Don't say it's just sweet. That's the last thing I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear how it feels. Exactly. That's correct. Dr. Sarkar, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Dr. Anwesha Sarkar, she's a professor of colloids and surfaces. Yes, that exists in the School of Food Science and Nutrition at the University of Leeds in Leeds, UK.